So Lori, I have some super serious questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. My first question, Nutella or chocolate? Chocolate. <laughs> skydiving or scuba diving? Skydiving. Ooh, have you ever skydived? No, but if I given the choice, I would like to, I just, but I would don't think I could ever do the scuba diving thing. You know what? I've scuba dived and I don't even know how to swim. I might have to unpack that for everyone later. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. Yeah. That's a podcast topic for an hour and right. it might be a subject of a book. <laughs> right. You can do anything. <laughs> okay. Last serious question, Batman or Robin? Batman and Adam West, if I have to be specific. Okay, I'm yes. that old and I love him. So I love him. <laughs> okay. Now, when did you realize that you wanted to work with leaders? Good question. I think I realized it subconsciously, Heather, mm -hmm. when I had when I was in my twenties and I had a series of not a series, I had a couple of crappy bosses. And I realized there had to be a better way, but I, subconsciously I didn't. But I did realize, Heather, in one of my um, jobs that I realized I don't want to be managed and I don't want a boss. And Ooh. so I ended up starting my own business when I was 29. That is still going on. It's, it's a marketing business, actually. It's one of my three businesses I have. But it came from that thing that I just did not like to be micromanaged. I didn't like to be... Um, not being paid for the work that I was doing because I was doing a lot of overtime with no with no pay in mm -hmm. compensation because you're salaried, you know. But then, but it really came to fruition when I decided to get a doctorate in organizational leadership and go back to school. And I did that back in 2005, actually. And it took me five years to get through it. I was like one of the oldest students there. But I got a doctorate in organizational leadership and it, it just opened up my world, Heather. I realized how much we need good leaders. And so I decided that that's the, the, the route I'm going to take. So that's when it opened up. I, I got some training and I really did it. But I think that horrible experience in my 20s with you know a couple of really bad bosses was traumatizing and enough for me to get out of the corporate world for, for the rest of my life, but then go back into it as a consultant. Ooh, so that's what we're going to unpack today. I'm so excited to do that. And I hope that you all will stick around and stay tuned to hear a little bit more about this story. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak peek, sneak peek. I believe you have to bring levity and positivity into every single workplace. And you've got to figure out how to do that. And you've got to make that part of your culture. And it starts from the top because you have a negative cranky ass boss, you're gonna have a negative cranky workforce. So you really have to figure out what kind of role model you're gonna be. And if you want a culture of excellence, you have to have a positive culture of excellence because nobody wants to fly in a plane, Heather, with a cranky pilot. And no one wants to have surgery with a cranky surgeon. So that's what I tell everybody, whatever customer service thing you're doing, nobody wants cranky. And so let's figure out how to stay positive in the midst of chaos. And now on with the show. When you're feeling the pressure, take a moment to step back, pick up your marbles and choose to lead with levity. Join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. So welcome everyone to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, 
And I am very, very interested to learn a little bit more about Dr. Lori Baker Shenna's story. Dr. Baker Shenna is the founder and CEO of Baker Shenna Communications, and she has never skydived. <laughs> so, Dr. Baker Shenna, let's talk about leadership. I am curious now that since you're we're we're still kind of in this weird space in 2021 what are some of the top issues that your clients are facing right now it has to be the whole working from home phenomenon because Ooh. it's so interesting it's been like a year now when this podcast has been recorded about about a year since we locked down and i think that all of us are feeling like this post traumatic feelings of how difficult it was when everybody all of a sudden was thrown into the workplace and, we, and from the workplace going mm -hmm. thrown into their house to work. And it was in LA, it was particularly dramatic. Every, everything shut down and everybody uh, went to work at home that could, that weren't essential workers. And the thing that made me crazy about all this was that people and bosses and leadership expected their employees to thrive at home to be able to continue working to continue be productive and i and interestingly enough i equate it with not being able to swim which is kind of interesting because <laughs> you can't throw someone in the water and expect them just to know how to swim unless you go scuba diving right. but whatever there goes my analogy with you but <laughs> but you can't expect people to to do that without the proper equipment and training and yet we were That's throwing right. employees into this new environment and they were just floundering because nobody knew how to help them succeed. So I spent all of 2020 helping companies get their employees feeling comfortable about working at home, addressing boundary issues, productivity issues, communication issues, all those things that leaders all of a sudden had to deal with and really step up their game so that they continue could continue to be have a productive workforce. And then all of a sudden now we're in 2021 and there's a new shift happening and it's that hybrid uh, mm -hmm. model because some companies are going to have everybody come back, but many companies are going to have a hybrid model where some people work That's at home right. and some people work in the office. And that creates a whole new level of challenges for leaders because you don't have your workplace in one, your work, your workforce in one place. So that's what's so interesting about leadership, that leaders have had to step up, expand. And then you add mental um, health to last year. You add social justice issues to last year. And you have leaders really having to step it up. And many of them not having the skills to step it up, but having to step up. Right, right. And now they're having to step it up at home with a baby in one arm, a dog that's chewing up everything, a spouse or partner that's cooking in the background. Yeah, so they're they're dealing with the same issues as well. And it's very interesting to me because for people who worked at home all the time, it, it really didn't feel different for them. But for the people who were at work, a lot of people were like have for years have been like, just can we can we please just have a, a flexible work environment? Can we please just like work from home? Maybe one day a week, can we do that? And, and now they get the opportunity to work from home all the time. And you're right, without all of the resources, without all of the 
the transition plans and everything like that, it's a hard transition. And yeah, yeah, you have to do it correctly. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. remember listening to a, a, a webinar early on in the pandemic of, I think the CEO of UPS or something, they had to put 135,000 employees um, in, at home, the people who weren't, you know, driving trucks, but the administrative worldwide, 135,000 employees in 48 hours. And she says, normally that would have taken two weeks. I mean, two years, excuse me, not two weeks, two years to do. Yes. So yes. it was crazy. And we were living change in real time. And then Heather, add a pandemic on top of it where you're worried about your health. And you can see why we're really, we're really having challenges right now. We're really feeling them. You know, it's not all okay because we've had an extraordinary year. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're in L.A., and I know in L.A. you've experienced some interesting things with people moving out in droves, right? Moving to your state. And in Texas, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, we're like, come on, come on, y'all. <laughs> come on. We can teach you about all of our Texas accents and words that you can use and all of that stuff. Yeah, so, so L.A. is coming over here. Meanwhile... Texas is saying, we're opening everything back up next week. Go. And businesses are having, they're faced with that same challenge, only in reverse. Yeah. How do I manage this and get people back into the office when we're still dealing with a pandemic? We're still dealing with vaccines. We're still dealing with a lot of things. So that was really, really interesting you're right. We've got so many layers of change that are happening all at the same time. And if you're the type of person, even if you love change, it can be really hard to thrive in this type of environment. It really, really is. And it separates the leaders from the would-be leaders because it's been very difficult. Mm -hmm. And it really challenges your leadership skills because you really are working in a different space that you've ever worked in before. It's unprecedented. And I know that was a cheesy word and everyone kept on saying it, but it's true. There's no model for what happened to us yes. last year. And we lived it in real time. I mean, I've lived through a lot of stuff, but I've never seen anything like this where you're literally making it up as you go along while you're fearing for your mm -hmm. life in the market. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, like you're grocery shopping, right. you're die, you know? So it's just odd, you know? It is very odd. It's it, it sort of reminds me of like that movie. I, th I think it was I Am Legend. And so I'm not putting any weird like conspiracy theories or anything out right now. So don't worry. But it reminds me of I Am Legend at the very beginning in the movie. The, the whole zombie apocalypse started with a vaccine or a cure or something like that for cancer or something. Yeah. And... At the very beginning of it, you know, people were still trying to go to work and get things done. And <laughs> there it is. And I just, yes, yes. At the very beginning, people were still, you know, like, we can make this happen. There's something about the human psyche. We are always looking for ways to carve out some, some normalcy, some normality. You know, we're looking for a way to make some sense out of what we're going through so that we can just kind of continue on with our routine, no matter what, even in the face of all of these signs and symptoms and markers. What recommendations do you have to leaders who are still trying to navigate this and be all that they can be <laughs> <laughs> 
in, in 2021? Well, that's a great question, Heather. I think the first thing that leaders need to do is be mindful that what worked pre-COVID will not work now. So we can't depend on what we know to move forward from where we need to be. So we have to think about thinking more innovatively. The second thing leaders need to know is that they have to communicate more because I'm, I'm working with a couple of uh, clients right now and they're making these decisions about what if it's going to be hybrid, who's going to be working from home, who's not. And the, whatever decision they make, it has to be communicated to the employees in a way that they can understand. So that communication is key. And so that is something that needs to be addressed and be mindful of. And then they really have to pay attention to how people are going to interact because you have project teams, working teams, some people are at home and some people are in the office and there's advantages and disadvantages to both. So navigating both the logistics of that and the psychological challenges of working from home basically in a, in a vacuum versus working in an office setting. Then you, you layer that with safety, being sure that everybody's safe. You layer that with contingency plans in case someone gets COVID. So it's really being mindful and really being organized and really communicating. You just can't fly by the seat of your pants anymore. It just does not work. Right. So our plans have to be as layered as our crises yes. at this That's point. Very, I love yeah. that. Yes, Heather. <laughs> so you are finding moments of levity in the midst of all of this. Absolutely. Because that's who I am. I am. I'm the pivot to the positive woman. I really believe that there's positivity in everything. I think that comes from being a cancer survivor and realizing that mm -hmm. you only live once. And when you survive something like that, every day is a, a joyous day. So, you know, you wake up in the morning. I always tell my audience as you wake up, you have a choice. You can either be miserable or you can be happy. And no matter what's thrown at you, you have that choice. And so I say, be happy because negativity never moves us forward. So very true. So when, when it's so funny, Heather, when I, I had about seven live give live as opposed to dead, I had seven live in person audiences <laughs> of speeches, some a professional speaker scheduled for last spring, spring 2020, and they all got canceled immediately which not only freaked me out in terms of money, but it freaked me out in terms of like right. my, how to feed my soul, because I love speaking to audiences. I love motivating people. I mean, I, I do a lot of leadership coaching, but the speaking is really important. So I had to transition to these Zoom presentations where I would be on a Zoom call mm -hmm. and speaking to like literally hundreds of people, but you're really by yourself because you talk for 45 minutes and have absolutely no feedback. And then there's a Q&A. Right. based on a chat room, right? Okay. So I had mm -hmm. to, I always bring levity and jokes into everything I do, no matter how tough the situation is. And telling jokes in a vacuum is just hard because you never know. Like this even <laughs> listening to you. Like, oh, it is. This, Did I offend so wonderful. half of you? <laughs> I mean, that laugh, right. your laughter right now is these podcasts are just like so rich, right? Because there is some kind of, mm -hmm. but imagine just talking like this for 45 minutes and cracking what I feel are great jokes. And then you, then you wait and you figure out, <laughs> God, did the audience like that or not? So, so anyway, so I, but I believe you have to bring levity and positivity into every single workplace. And you've got to figure out how to do that. And you've got to make that part of your culture. 
And it starts from the top because you have a negative cranky ass boss, you're going to have a negative cranky ass workforce. So you really have to figure out what kind of role model you're going to be. And if you want a culture of excellence, you have to have a positive culture of excellence because nobody wants to fly in a plane, Heather, with a cranky pilot. And no one wants to have surgery with a cranky surgeon. So that's what I tell everybody, whatever customer service thing you're doing, nobody wants cranky. And so let's figure out how to stay positive in the midst of chaos. Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that one down. Yes. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up on the transcript later. <laughs> I'm sure it'll Can be you there. imagine going on a plane and seeing some, you know, pilot that just doesn't want to be there? <laughs> you just, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No. I think I'll leave now. It bothers me because you're right. I mean, there are certain positions and roles where you just never see that person. You never see them. You don't know if they're happy, sad, or whatever that day. But then there are other roles that are a little more customer facing. And and when I see that, I get nervous. When I see an upset uh, person who's cooking the food, I get nervous. (laughs) When I see someone who's upset driving, I get nervous. You, you just never know. You don't know <laughs> why they're upset. You don't know if they're coming down from that, if they're just starting to, to ruminate on whatever is going on. You don't know if they're going to take it out on you. That's a problem. <laughs> it's a huge yeah. problem. And so when you when you bring that up to an employee meeting, when you when you when you bring that, people all of a sudden get it. Like even if you're, you know, doing customer service for like a property management company or, or a law firm or whatever you're doing, people need happy people, whether you're feeling it or not. And that's, and the, but that's the job of the company to instill that culture and good leaders will do right. that, that modeling the way that being that role model. Right, right. And it is important to create the kind of culture that doesn't require so much emotional labor where you have to force it all yeah. the time because that that's a problem too. Then you're going home, you're you're tired, you're you are cranky. I mean, you're cranky on the inside, you've been cranky all day, but you haven't been able to express it to anyone. So yeah, we we definitely want to create the the kind of culture where you can feel like, okay, I can be myself and right now myself enjoys this time here <laughs> and I enjoy the people that I'm exactly. working with. It should be, you know, your work really should yeah. be a haven. And that, I mean, that's ultimate workplace. When you go on Glassdoor and you look at that, you know, a place where you can really, even if you're working from home, you really feel good about the company. You feel appreciated. You feel valued. And when all that comes together, that's positivity. And then when you have some fun, like Friday fun games, once a month plan these zoom things where they have scavenger hunts and trivia games and you don't think it matters but it matters it really does so i really that's it why really i love the does. name of your All podcast of the little it's things. so important i mean there's no other thing to do in my life i mean i taught i was a professor for 25 years And I taught with levity. I mean, I made jokes all the time. And (laughs) I mean, it's just who I was. And I think it really enhances the learning experience. Yes, yes. It creates a different Mm -hmm. atmosphere for sure. So I have one question for you. One final question. If levity could improve something out there, an issue, a problem, something like that, what would it be? We have so many problems that we're looking at today. You know, it's, 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 these are difficult, difficult times. 
But I think if we could, maybe the pandemic crisis, you know, if we could instill some kind of, not ha-ha, because so many people have, have died from it and are affected by it. I had COVID in December, so I, I, right. I did have a bad case, but I had it. But some kind of a, a not levity so much, but positivity that we're going to get through this and there's, there's life after this. And then show that positivity and that levity that we will be laughing again in, in clubs and we will be doing things that, that feel good, even though it's going to be looking different, it's still going to be okay. I think that's where I'd like to see that in our health. Yes, yes. And, and one thing that I've really appreciated over the last year is not feeling like we have to wait for COVID and everything, all the restrictions to lift, to embrace levity. There have been so many fun little moments that have been broadcast that have just been just so awesome to see where people are just out there. They're sometimes not intentionally like the cat lawyer, for example, but they're fun moments. And that's a great point. Absolutely. And just some really funny <laughs> memes, but just I remember some toilet paper memes and because I, I remember that was just a panic. But also, Heather, in L.A., we were really locked down. We haven't we, I have I just literally I haven't I hadn't been in a restaurant since May of last year. It was so locked down and we just got a oh, wow. chance to eat inside about a week and a half ago. It, it opened up. So it's been weird, you know? Yeah, I could imagine. And, and you're right. All across the U.S., every state is different. Every city yes. is different. We have some cities, they never really lock down. Which is amazing to <laughs> so, me. And yeah, others were, yeah. it's like, so my favorite, it's real quick, I had, I went out to dinner for the first time and I had a takeout box. And so I took it home and the next day I opened it up and I had taken the knife <laughs> and it cracked me up because mm. I hadn't been out in so long that I just, I'm so used to just putting stuff back on a plate, right? Because it's my plate. I, I subconsciously took the knife, yeah. that just cracked me up. That's and that, I think, symbolizes how we're going to have to really understand how we're going to get back to our at least acting normal. Because you can't take me out to dinner. I take cutlery, you know. It's been too long since I've learned how to right. eat out, out to dinner. But, oh, my goodness, it's, it's, it's wild. But you're right. But you have to laugh. And that's why I love your podcast. I am in the same boat. My issue that I'm going to have to overcome is hugging. Mm. So people are starting to get comfortable hugging again here in Texas. And, and I'm like, no, get away from me. <laughs> it's a problem. And I'm going to have to really work on that because I wasn't a hugger before COVID. And so COVID actually gave me the opportunity to just be a little bit more of myself. I love that. I love that so much. Because you can say, you know, COVID, yeah. you just put your arm. I wish this is a little visual because I do a lot with body language. But if you just don't mm -hmm. move when so you're introduced to somebody, that really helps. Like you don't go towards them or you just, you just, get, <laughs> you just stiffen up, literally. That, that symbolize, uh -huh. that shows the other person that you're not going like, to hug wait. them. You smile and you stiffen. Yes, wait, smile something, and st something is odd about this one. Smile and stiffen. And the, uh, because that's, and also cross your arms is also another, like, don't get near me uh, visual. So Right. Right. I'm going to have to work that's on right. my body That's right. big language. smile, though, Heather, so it doesn't look like you're, you're, you're cranky, but you just, you know, stiffen up and smile, and that'll do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. We're, I'm sure we all have something that has become, like, 
an adaptation that we're going to have to fix. We're going to have to work on it so that we can act right in public. I have again. to stop taking cutlery. <laughs> I mean, that was, I never knew why that was an issue, right? Right. Well, Dr. Baker, Shanna, I really do appreciate your time today. If anyone wants to learn a little bit more about your organization, if they want to connect with you, where should they go? The best place is my website, which is Lori, L-O-R-I, Baker, Shenna, S-C-H-E-N-A.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Take good care, Heather. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, check us out at leadwithlevity.com.